0: The entertainment sector has always had high stakes, failure is rampant, but today we're joined by someone attempting to level the playing field. You're listening to the Founders Edition podcast, presented by Marco. I'm Tristan Collin, and today we're joined by Chris Saraty, founder and CEO at Boogie. Chris Saraty, hello and thank you for for coming on to the Founders Edition podcast for our first ever episode, um, and what a pleasure it is to have both a friend and a Amazing entrepreneur on for the first episode. Um, Thank you. So where where are you? Where are you today? Uh,
1: I'm currently in Brighton, in our in our office, looking out at the at Brighton, Brighton Beach, having <laughs> you know just great to be on this show. Really, Tristan. Looking forward to seeing seeing what this what this is about. Really,
0: brilliant. Well, well, so Chris, so you are founder and CEO at Boogie um which before the sh- before the show we were talking about how you have kind of you've moved around you've pivoted a bit with this uh company that we'll come to in a minute but I want to start very relaxingly um on where you're from because I realise I don't even know where you grew up
1: yeah so I grew up in Surrey um near sort of Hampton Court uh Isha, that sort of neck of the woods really where you know I went to a normal school, studied computer science at A-level and then went on to study at Sussex University. Brilliant, Was, so are your,
0: your parents still your parents still based up in Surrey? Yeah,
1: so um, mum and dad still both live in, live in Surrey. Um, yeah, retiring and now. What do you, so, retiring now, what, yeah. did do? <laughs> what, what did they
0: do? What do they do? Did it, did it um, somehow link into your, your computer science? Um
1: no, not at all. So, mum was a ski instructor before, and then became a swim instructor afterwards. And dad worked within um, sort of big government projects around construction
0: and infrastructure. Intriguing, interesting. So you, so you have come to you've come to Sussex, and uh, in your final year, you've you founded Boogie, um, or Boogie Search as it was then. And so I just want to just final bit on your on your background. Do you think it was was there any part of your parents' um mindsets or what they did that really pushed you forward in this entrepreneurial journey or were you uh, did you kind of trailblaze it yourself?
1: Well, I've always been quite entrepreneurial, more as a just competitively more than anything else. So, you know, whenever I do something I like to try and do it to the best of my ability. So, you know, I originally was building sort of silly bits of software at school that got us into a, a lot of trouble. Um, you know, for example, built a chat chat application that everyone was just using in IT lessons because you couldn't go on social media and stuff at at school. So everyone used this application that would essentially look like a Word document, but it was just you chatting to your mates across the classroom. And sort of ever since then, really, I've just loved creating ideas, concepts, um, and and leading into hopefully building businesses, essentially.
0: That's, so you were very, uh, that sounds very Facebook of you, to be building <laughs> the social media for the, for the school. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was quite fun. Um,
1: the school then shut it down, but they didn't know how to shut it down. So I was asked very forcefully to switch it off. Otherwise I would get in trouble. Uh, which That's I didn't brilliant.
0: then had to do really. I love that. That's brilliant. And that wasn't, you didn't think that was going to be the next big thing. You didn't want to carry on with that. <laughs> well, to be honest, it was more the process of
1: creating something cool at the time. It wasn't around creating a business, you know, everything Absolutely. sort of around engineering and software development is around in, at the end of the day, creating something from nothing. Absolutely. And Boogie, essentially we created, you know, something that didn't exist before and now exists and we built a business around this concept of rewards nightlife um and trying to drive engagement to to nightclubs
0: right so you so just just pulling back on the on the um on your building finascos at college so you you so you you've got a bit of an entrepreneurial mindset you've been building things but you've also got a bit of a creative flair so what was, it, what was it you did at uni? Was it computer science as well? So, so I studied computer science at, at uni um,
1: whilst also working as a tennis coach at the Virgin Active across the road. Um, and yeah, you know, the thing that draws me to computer science and tennis coaching to some extent as well is creating something from nothing. You know, being able to go, look, I want to have this bit of technology or this website that didn't exist and then
0: building it and then it existing really. So I want, to pretty, I want to actually jump into that real quickly. Um, I mean, I, as an external person who has no experience with computer science and with, um, I'm, I'm sure, many people, you see computer science as something quite analytical, but you seem to see it with quite a creative, um, a creative flair to it. Can, yeah. you, can you explain a bit more?
1: Yeah, I believe creating technology is fundamentally one of the most creative processes you can do. Because you're creating something that someone will potentially use every day in the aim of sort of helping and solving a problem that didn't previously, that was unable to be solved before. And, you know, I'm not very good at the design aspect, but the thought process of, you know, solving an issue, it, it requires creative thinking and, and that creativity that you can't find in many other jobs out there, really.
0: That's intriguing. I love that. Um, so we'll jump into Boogie now for everyone. If I'm sure who's been dying to know exactly what it is. So you, so Boogie, Boogie, Boogie which was Boogie Search, give me your elevator pitch. I guess of uh, of what Boogie is. So Boogie today is a rewards platform
1: for nightlife that helps uh, build engagement for nightclub operators through the use of incentive marketing such as sending a reward to someone at 10.30 at night through their phone um, to replace the traditional ground promoting team that most clubs and most people have used and seen before.
0: Very quick. So a ground promoting team, what was that? That would be posters? That would be the team out. that
1: are postering, standing outside you know, clubs and bus stops and you know key areas where high traffic is to try and drive people. However, most people today are either drinking in a pub beforehand or even more so at a party or a prees before where a traditional promoting team can't access you. However, a push notification giving you an incentive may be the thing that changes your mind to go, right, we're going to this venue tonight rather than some other venue where there isn't, isn't a reward essentially.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's kind of a with nightclubs. I guess you have a, you have a, a sense of perfect competition. Everything's the same. Uh, it's just where you want to go. Where's the cheapest drinks, and maybe where has the best band, but also where has the best deals. I know if you want to go for someone that has cheap cocktails, you definitely be going there instead of instead of another. So, so with boogie was boogie your your first idea at university? Was it your first kind of? I think this is going to really be it. Or uh, did you go through a couple of iterations?
1: So, so Boogie has had multiple iterate,
0: um, iterations, essentially. We
1: started out as a ticket comparison platform. So that's where the Boogie search came into play. Yeah. Uh, because we saw a real lack of data and aggregation for festival tickets. Because if you went online, you could, a, you could buy a festival ticket at £100 or £80. For no real rhyme or reason, it was just whatever ticketing website you went on. And we thought for the consumer, there was just this lack of understanding and data. However, we then learned essentially that this sort of lack of data and understanding wasn't just affecting the consumers, but it was also affecting the people that operate those businesses such as nightclub owners and you know, managers who also don't have a true understanding of who their customers really are. So we pivoted sort of at the start of 2022, um, built the Boogie platform where you're able to be incentivized to go out by receiving certain rewards, um, have gained real traction now and moving into our next EIS funding round.
0: Oh, ah, brilliant. So you, you said there about about data, and, and I guess that's something really, it's not only just like a buzzword nowadays, it is what most companies realise is the most important thing is data-driven decisions. And so have you noticed that this hasn't really been taking place in, I I don't know what you'd call it, the nightclub industry or or like the the entertainment industry, perhaps? Yeah, so so the nightlife industry has
1: been very much far behind in technology and adopting new technology. Because fundamentally, it's always been a cash-rich, data-poor industry. However now post covid they they're no longer cash rich they no longer know who their audience are they struggle to build re-engagement due to changing consumer habits you know they they are in need of a way to drive people to their venues especially with the rising cost of living crisis that's happening where the cost of running a club has already increased by 40% you know so they need something to drive people back to their venues, and that's why we created
0: Boogie to essentially help them do that. I think that, that idea of of not really understanding who your customers are, I who, who your customers are, is such a fascinating one, and especially, I mean, you saw it with um, with office space. I guess during COVID, as companies realised they just didn't really need to own office space. Um, and for some reason, that's making me think of, of the nightlife where you don't really understand who your customers are because some customers genuinely don't need you. Um, well, so that's a really, that's a fascinating well, a, aspect. The
1: traditional sort of club promoter manager would know regular faces. They'd go, oh, hello, whoever. But we want to make that experience where each person feels connected to that club, feels like they are being rewarded and retained and engaged. Buy that venue to essentially lead, lead them to m- make that consumer decision and show loyalty and go back to their favourite venue every single week. You know, driving revenue increase and ensuring
0: they have the best possible experiences. I love it. So, so with this inspiration behind behind Boogie, I mean, this is the the beauty about being a student entrepreneur is you are exposed to so many different aspects of. Um, or so many different industries, all the time, education, nightlife, software, whatever it may be. Um, was this boogie idea? Did was it through a night out that you realised that this was such a good idea, or where did it kind of stem from?
1: Well, it was around built, It was around securing an audience. So, with Boogie Search, we learnt that we struggled to build stickiness onto the platform so we thought okay where do students go every single week and as a student entrepreneur myself I knew every single Wednesday without fail I'd go with my sports society to prison Wednesday and then on a Friday with my friends I'd then go to coalition but so we thought okay let's see if we can capture an audience around nightclubs to then power boogie search but then digging deeper into the problem, we then saw, hold on, there's a huge opportunity here to solve a need for these clubs, which then essentially helped make that decision to pivot away from the boogie search and the ticket comparison into this more rewards incentives platform for for nightlife.
0: Absolutely. And do you think your do you think a majority of your business or perhaps your revenue um, and tell me this isn't a too sensitive question do you think it will come through data or do you think it will come through your kind of the focus of being a rewards platform um so without going into too much detail (laughs) of course um
1: it's built around the incentives so the more people we can drive to a venue the better it is for the entire nightlife industry. So the incentives, by, by using incentives, it will help do
0: that. Okay. That's good. That's good. Reli- that's relatively uh, uh, broad, so i like
1: Um
0: <laughs> So Chris, um, I think we've got a lovely idea of what Boogie is now and how it kind of came to evolve. Um, and I want to ask a bit about you as a person. So you are, entrepreneurial you're a bit creative you love your um you love your computer science but you're also an avid tennis star um (laughs) wouldn't quite say a star but (laughs) (laughs) and so i want to what i want to want to ask is um you're obviously founder ceo of a company which now hires how many people uh we've got six full-time staff now as well as another
1: sort of part-time guys that we that we work with as well and,
0: and how old are you, Chris? If you if you don't mind me asking. Twenty three. You're twenty three, and you're so so you're twenty three, and you're basically a leader to five other people. Um, and I wanna I wanna kind of dive into that a little bit. Have you Have you always been a bit of a na- kind of a natural leader, or is it something you've kind of fallen into? Would you say? Well. Within the organization, I wouldn't
1: say I am the leader per se, but I mm-hmm. help initiate conversations that engages and develops ideas on what Boogie is and what it will become. Right. And that sort of is so important. Allowing other people to flourish is the most important role of a CEO and, and a leader. And it, it's my job to essentially help, help that happen. You know, I used to drive decisions on where we're going to go out tonight and make those sort of decisions. But I would never, you know, have considered myself to be that sort of super leader, you know, most popular person at school, head boy type yeah. type role.
0: Yeah. So would you, so so at Boogie, you would say it's a bit more of a, I don't know, uh, if we're trying to use these technical terms that we've been taught over the years, a bit more of a horizontal structure where you just kind of, you maybe guide people, but everyone is their own leader in a sense.
1: Yeah, so so within the team, you know, obviously for some processes it's a little bit more hierarchical, but you know, yeah. I within my core core direct reports, they should they have complete complete control essentially to guide and develop their business section, you know, within the wireframes of the overall organization. You know, but it gives them autonomy. Which is the most important thing for someone to be able to show leadership, show creativity, which is what, and be be able to be
0: disruptive, which is so important for a startup. Absolutely, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point. So, would you say that there's a there's a um, there's a quality to giving people autonomy because it leads to that that um, more disruptive thinking you're not putting them in a box, you're allowing them to flourish.
1: Exactly. So an example would be the creation of Boogie TV, uh, our Mm -hmm. media arm, created by um, someone much cooler than me who, um, (laughs) you know, where we're essentially doing something that hasn't been done within the nightlife industry. You know, to advertise an app is fundamentally boring, but to film people doing silly things on a night out and then building an asset from our social media channels. That is valuable. That is creative thinking. That's not being like every other company out there who just buys 10,000 followers and goes, Oh, that's my social media channel built. No. And it's that sort of level of creative thinking that can only be done when you give someone autonomy, give someone that responsibility of building a subsection within the business.
0: Yeah. I think that's so valuable. I think that's, I think that's a really interesting um, point of view. And I think that's a point of view that I've been seeing a lot more recently. Um, and so for, well, so for me, who has only heard about it today and for, for anyone else who's listening, give, give us a, a brief overview of what, uh, what Boogie TV is and how that ties into the sort of Boogie ecosystem. So
1: Boogie TV is our, essentially our media arm, uh, where we have, where we make use of our brand ambassadors and our presenter essentially to go around and create funny content that engages around the nightlife industry we're hoping to build a channel around um essentially nightlife which isn't really used to advertise boogie per se but we own and can control the narrative around nightlife which i believe is so so much more valuable than just chucking hundreds of thousands of pounds potentially on Facebook, Instagram advertising.
0: I think I think you are completely right. I don't know if you've seen um, what the kind of guerrilla marketing that's been blowing up on LinkedIn with Thursday, the dating app. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I know a lot of people have been inspired by that and uh, and when you talk when you talk about Boogie TV, it, it seems like a com- combination of Red Bull, of Disney's business model of um of Thursday all kind of combined together, which is quite lovely.
1: Yeah. And, and Sammy has has been working hard on creating this sort of concept and it's now starting to pay off. So it launched last week and it's already sort of really had twenty thousand views across that across Really the content created. Um That's incredible. so we're
0: we're quite happy. I, I, I would be too. That's amazing. Well thank you for for, for telling us about that because uh, that's something I'm definitely going to check out after and I'll be following it for sure. Um, so we went off on a little bit of a tangent there but um coming coming back to your your role as a as a CEO as a, as a as a leader but maybe not as so much as a leader in the traditional sense. Um I want to ask a very easy question. Um, has there been anything you've read or any person who you've taken um, feedback from perhaps uh, someone in, in the in the space of some entrepreneur, or even a book, has there been anything that has really helped you um, hone in your 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 skills as a CEO as a leader? I was told by one of one of my key advisors
1: that you lead standing up and you manage sat down. So you know, I feel that's so 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 important because you know, when you're leading, when you're trying to run an organization, it's standing up, going to see people, speak to people, learn about what's going on within, you know, the organization, within the BAs, our brand ambassador teams, rather than being sat down in front of your computer and just looking at the data and the statistics. That, again, it's all about creating those processes and being disruptive and building, being creative, and you can't do that sat in front of a computer screen.
0: I, yeah. I love that. And uh, I, it's, you make me think, I saw that your latest post on LinkedIn from the boogie is uh, is your your meeting and you're there standing at the front um, having a great time. And I see a couple of beers on the, on the table, which I think is a great well, way to... Well, we're an, an it.
1: events company. We've got to have a few beers. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if anyone I won't tell you what happened
0: afterwards. Meetings. Oh, okay, I'm sure you, you really jumped into the reward system of your app and went ham, I'm sure. Um Oh Chris that's brilliant um okay I want to I want to move on now from from Boogie away to the to the future of Chris and I want to ask um a bit about what you see as your path now I mean you're 23 you've got all the years ahead of you I mean many people say we're going to live to 110 120 so we're not even I mean we're maybe a sixth of the way through our life um so what um I mean, do you think you're ever going to go into the corporate world or do you think entrepreneurialism is now in your blood and you just love it too much?
1: Well, um, I, I love I love creating. I love the idea of being an entrepreneur. You know, the creation of businesses, again, is that creative process that is so exciting and so entertaining. And I can see myself creating at least another two or three Organizations before retiring and just teaching tennis for a bit of fun, really, um, on some brilliant. night in, in, in South Spain, somewhere, hopefully. Um, oh, I love it, Chris. Brilliant. But, you know, for me, I want to be able to build something, you know, learn from this process, you know, by being, you know, it's the first time of managing and running a proper organization. And I can, I just know that those skills in whatever path I then happen to take in the future will be so valuable
0: yeah absolutely well I think that was a good answer I think that was a good answer um so so you've been raising money for Boogie um and no doubt you've learned incredible amounts of information whilst doing that and actually I'll 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 say on on this um I'll say now to the audience that one thing you talked to me about um before one of the first times we met was that you went into every single investor uh, or, or every single um, pitch or, or anything of the sort as a idea kind of generating or idea harvesting or feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, tell tell, tell um, those listening, what, what was it that was going through your head there? You, you kind of used it all as a feedback loop, right?
1: Yeah. So, you know, whenever we went into any meeting with an investor, client, whoever, it's the perfect place to collect feedback. Because fundamentally, these people are experts in their field and, you know, whatever they say, be it, we love this, this is the best idea ever, or this is the worst thing I've ever heard of, you know, it's all feedback and it's also valuable to be fed back into the boogie machine as it was, to be able to slightly steer the path and be able to control what we're creating and without getting feedback you know, or you build something for months and months and months, it's your baby, you think it's amazing, but then you take it out to the world and the world says you've got an ugly baby. You know, this is not, you know, there's nothing, nothing there. And it's so important to just keep collecting, collecting data and feedback. And it's something so important that we do at Boogie every single day.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's very important. and Definitely something that we've been thinking about um, over at Marco. Uh, and you know what, you know, as, you, as you've been speaking, I've been seeing so many similarities with successful businesses in, in, in Boogie and what you're doing. Um, and it seems like a really onto a winner, uh, Chris. And no doubt you already know that from the amount of from, uh, meetings you've been having. And no doubt the, the feedback has been pretty good. Um, but what, if there was one thing you've, you think you've learned, one piece of advice other than the lead, uh, leading, standing up and managing, sitting down, um, if there was some, something really key, perhaps even about um something specific to investors, what what would you say that is?
1: Um, key learning. You just learn so much. So you know, <laughs> I look at myself even three four months ago when we had that conversation early in January. You know, exactly. as you know, the completely you completely change and you and you improve. And I think the most important thing is just keeping open. And keep yeah. to keep learning, you know. Don't think you know anything. Go back to, yeah. go back to zero. But, you know, look at changing the processes, changing what you do to ensure that you can stay relevant and keep succeeding. Really, um, yeah. and I guess that's something that before never really hit me until sort of this year and, and launching a business essentially.
0: Brilliant. Well, what a perfect um, kind of a uh, uh, preemptive end to the to the podcast. And I want to, as the first podcast, and as I talked to you previously before um, before starting, uh, I want to create a bit of a, a a pathway in all of these podcasts where the guest, the first guest, brings up a topic that they think is something really important for the future, um, whether it's an industry, whether it's a business idea whether it's a societal concept, whatever it may be, um, whatever's interesting to you at the time, um, Chris, that's talking to you, uh, I would love to hear. And then I'm gonna use this as a talking point for um, the next podcast that we do with the next guest (coughs) and hopefully get some really interesting um, thoughts back. So just a couple more minutes to go on the podcast. And uh, Chris, I would love to know from your side, what is something that's really been interesting you lately?
1: Uh, I guess it's true customer intelligence. Right. But to know exactly what a customer or a potential customer is thinking, being able to send and influence those decisions will be the, the most important sale in the next 10 years. Amazon have already started doing it, but it's growing on that and building that across all aspects. You know, when you walk into a shop, you know, being essentially told, right, we know you're after this. Here you go. Mm, you know, and, and right. any any venue, essentially. You know, because retail and all of that is becoming more experience-led.
0: I see. So is it less so convincing someone that they need something and more understanding actually what they do need?
1: Yes. Understanding yeah. what they need and being able to target them for that need. In- and do,
0: is that do you see that as being a more uh, a data a data driven thing? I mean, understanding people's paying patterns. I know it, my Alexa often tells me that I need to order new things. Yeah, it it it's built around data. It's built around learnings of
1: of humans, you know, and it will only ever improve as we get better at building better data AI models. Really.
0: Okay, and do you think that? Do you see any? Uh... Try getting this really into the into the future now do you see any issues arising from that i guess there's privacy people i don't know how many people want all their data presented and i know there was the change on the um uh, i believe it was on the app store that has led to facebook having major issues with how they collect data um i might be mistaken on that but i think that's just how the story goes um do you think there's certain ways that has to go about uh, certain ways companies have to go about this or yeah, well, yeah. Yes. For sure. That the
1: way you you do it, it should be mutually beneficial for both of you. You know, it shouldn't be being sold. Consumer. Yeah, it shouldn't be being sold to a third party platform to advertise to you. Whatever. It should be. You know, right. you walk into Lara. You know, they know. Oh, you bought trousers six months ago. You, they're probably rubbish now. Let's go and buy <laughs> something else. You know, let's go. And okay. here, here's some deals around around this. And that's I like that. I
0: that makes sense. I think the mutually beneficial aspect um, is one that all good relationships are built on. And that mm-hmm. makes sense to be a successful company. Yeah, you have to benefit your mm-hmm. consumer and not just take them for all that mm-hmm. money. And-, and not just harvest for harvesting's sake. Not for harvesting, for harvesting's sake. Well, okay, Chris, I think that's a perfect end point this podcast so i want to say thank you so much um, for coming on as our first ever guest on the founders edition podcast um, it's been a pleasure me. no not at all and um and hopefully i'll see you around in person soon um, chris thank you so much and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening to the founders edition podcast presented by marco thank you chris sarity for coming on to the show and we'll see you on the next one